Hey guys, and welcome to the Bare Naked Health Podcast, where I interview the absolute best health and wellness practitioners from across the globe to show you what they do so you can do it too. This is because, like you, I did not always feel that health was easy. I had tried different diets, exercise plans, but often felt misled by an industry that really thrives on you not getting healthy and always spending money on the next new thing. Because of this, I'm getting bare naked on health and pulling back the curtain to show you that being truly healthy is simple. Wherever you are in your health journey, I want to show you that with minimal effort, you can get maximum results and do what you love. Play with your kids, go for a hike, and crush it in your business all while feeling great. To give a kickstart, I encourage you to go over to BarenakedHealthPodcast.com to access my calendar and schedule a 15-minute call so we can discuss what is your biggest struggle when it comes to maintaining your health. Remember that I'm a holistic lifestyle coach and that the show is really sponsored by you guys. Each of you that works with me that I am able to take on as a client helps me to be able to keep putting out these podcasts for free. So I just want to thank you, each of you, for your love and support. Hey guys, I'm your host, Nick Horowski, and welcome to the Bare Naked Health Podcast, episode number 74. In today's episode, I interview the mentee himself, Jeff Woods. Be sure to stick around for the end of the show to find out what Jeff would ask Richard Branson, the importance of using the one thing concept in all parts of life, as well as Jeff's biggest struggle right now. Alrighty, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Bare Naked Health Podcast. And on the line today, I have Jeff Woods. Now, Jeff, first question that I ask everybody who comes on the show is, tell us about your health journey in 10 sentences or less. But I want you to kind of put a little twist on that because you're an entrepreneur and a health journey for an entrepreneur is sometimes a little bit different here. Uh, but if you want to mind touching on a little bit of a uh, all of those ups and downs along the road to becoming where you're at today. <laughs> Did you say in 10 sentences or less? Uh, approximately. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll try to, I'll try to do it much shorter. Oh, I, perfect. I, would, I would either refer to it as a yo-yo or I'd refer to it as Play-Doh because of my doughy physique. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, here's what I'll say. I went from fat kid to certified personal trainer to moderate shape to I still think I'm in moderate shape. Uh, you know, it's it's just like a yo-yo. It's kind of up and down. Sometimes it's an extreme focus of mine and an extreme passion. And other times it takes the back seat in terms of my focus, but I, it's never out of control. So where are you at right now on that journey? Like you said, is more of a moderate shape type thing or like... Yeah, where, I need to get, kind of fallen I, into? I, I need to get back into the gym. So right now the focus is to get into the gym two to three times a week and to eat with moderation. My thing is I'm a go hard or go home type of guy. If I go to the gym regularly, I will eat really well. And if I don't go to the gym and like I see cookie, it's not one cookie. It's like the whole freaking batch. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I, I can appreciate I love that. Like I love cookies. Okay. So what's your favorite cookie then? My wife's, she makes these chocolate chip cookies, but it's, it's peanut butter chocolate chip with oatmeal. Oh my God. I'm just like, thinking about it, I'm like, got to go home and make them. <laughs> it's so good. So then I'm curious, how do you really balance it out? Because I know 
recently you guys have had uh, another kid there, right? And it's how do you just balance really being able to get to the gym, being able to eat right, but also just get some sleep throughout all of that too, as well as working, I mean, having your own business, all of the above. Well, this is one of the blessings of the business that I'm in. If, if for any of you who are listening to this have ever heard of the book, The One Thing, it was written by Gary Keller, who started Keller Williams, largest real estate company in the world. So he and his co-author, Jay, wrote this book. It's gone on to become like a top 10 best-selling business book of all time. I happen to be their partner in this new company, really taking the one thing and turning it into an empire. The whole idea of the book is what's the one thing you can do for a specific area of your life? That such a, by doing it, everything else is easier or unnecessary. And it often comes down to planning your time out in advance, which we call time blocking. So when you start asking, how do I balance it all? It's about me identifying what's the one thing I really need to be doing for my health such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary. A lot of that comes down to planning our meals. It comes down to planning the, the gym classes that I'm going to go to for that week, putting them on my calendar, and then, protect, and then protecting that time block. So it really comes down to just asking that focusing question, identifying straight 80-20 rule, the 20% that's going to get you the 80% of the results, putting it on the calendar, and then protecting that time. That's Boom. as simple as it is right there. No, and uh, I, I really I appreciate that because, again, everybody's busy. We all have things that we're doing. But I think whether it comes down to your health, whether it comes down to your business, whether it comes down to, I mean, just relationships, family, all of these things, people don't understand that, okay, if, if you want to make time for it, you're going to. And it's looking at those, if you're going to have that as a priority in your life, uh, you, you have to be able to take that time. Uh, is there anything right now that you would say that you aren't taking the time out for yourself to do though? <sighs> what am I not taking the time out? I'm not taking the time out to prep the meals. My wife, I'm very lucky, is very healthy. She's always been in, in great shape. If we were to really sit down, carve time out over the weekend and say, what are we going to eat for this week? And that would inform how we shop and actually do the time to prep a lot of it. That's when I find you make bad decisions because you go through a full day and willpower is like gas in a car. It's not always full. It gets empty. And by the end of the day, your willpower is gone. And if you haven't taken the time to do the work in advance to set yourself up for success, you can make a bad choice. No, it's absolutely true. It's, there's a reason like, the president doesn't pick out his clothing, stuff like that. Because again, more decisions, more decisions, more decisions. But if you have it ready ahead of time, it's so much easier to do. Correct. So Jeff, I'm curious too, because, okay, you, we talk about health here and that's what I'm really into on the show, but I'm also interested in knowing uh, what people are really kind of geeking out on. Uh, is there anything that you're really kind of diving into? Uh, anything that you have a really as a current area of study? Ooh, right now, a big focus of mine is how do you become a magnet for people? How do you become the type of person that top talent is attracted to, to the point where not only do they want to work for you, but they're willing to work for you at a discount because you are that exceptional of a human being. And this has come as, as a result of starting this company with Gary and Jay they look for what they call an empire builder. They say, you know, a CEO should never have to hire more than five people. And those five people should then be able to go out and hire amazing talent. 
if you do this correctly, then the day comes where one day you can step out as CEO and become like chairperson of your company and the business can t- continue to thrive with or without you. And so that's that's what I'm working on. So what is your biggest obstacle really with that, uh, being able to get to that point? I don't know if that's a fair question to ask because I don't view there as really being any obstacle outside of the willingness to do the work. Top talent is rare. True top talent is exceptional and they're not looking for a job. So it's more a matter of really looking in the mirror and saying, what do I need to do to show up in the world today as the best authentic version of myself? And how can I continue to push myself to get even better, to develop that much more of a powerful skill set, to make that much more of an impact to the point where others will be attracted to me? Wow. Uh, that's, that's pretty strong right there. Like, I, I, I understand now where you're saying like, yeah, not really fair to look at it from the other standpoint, like flip the coin, look at it the other way is just, you're the only one that I guess you can really work on for that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of like what you talked about people not making the time. It's a choice. It comes down to accountability. You either do it or you do not do it. And whether or not you consciously decided to do it or to not do it, it was a choice and you are responsible. It's not your wife's fault for making the, the, the meal or your husband's fault for making the meal. It's your fault for putting it in your mouth. It's your fault for not communicating expectations up front. It's your fault for not influencing them and winning them to your way of thinking and to your long-term goal and how they impact, how they contribute or contaminate your success. It's you. So then what is what is that one thing, I guess, then that you have recognized that uh, maybe you are not doing to get that best version of yourself? What is it that you have to work on to be able to present that so that really people are uh, absolutely magnetic towards you? I'll answer it this way just because it's what's present with me, just because of who I'm working with. I think it comes down to a lack of of clarity on what your one thing is. In our society today, for some reason, we believe that to have more, you have to do more. That if you want to make more money, you have to do more things. Or it's just more is better. When the reality (laughs) is you look at the most successful people in the world and they say no to to most things so that they can say yes to the most important things. If you're one of those people, like, and you're asking me this question, It comes down to those moments when I am not hyper-focused on this is the one thing that I need to focus on. And any time that I find myself doing something that is not directly contributing to its success, I know I am not living to my highest potential. And that's really interesting. Even though I work with the guys who wrote the book on this, even though I'm developing a company on this, I still catch myself doing this. Caught myself doing it today when I knew in this morning exactly what my one thing needed to be, the one thing that I should have been doing, and I found myself walking to the other side of the building to have a conversation with somebody because I just wanted to get that task off my plate, that chaos that builds up because of all the little random to-dos. And even every step I took, I'm going, Jeff, stop and turn around. And I didn't. But I, that was an accountability moment for me to say, you did. that was a moment that you did not live up to your highest leverage. Do you have any anything that you do for yourself or even just anybody that you're working with where it's you can help them with that accountability because of course like you said we're going to have times of weakness you, you you were telling yourself uh this isn't what you need to do but is there anything that you do uh besides i guess asking the the question about the one thing um that can almost keep it like 
Okay. Or, or even better yet, maybe a way that you can recognize when you're getting off of that task. Sure. This is one of the benefits of stepping inside of a guy like Gary Keller's world because he's truly a master of systems. And one of his systems is an accountability system. So we have what we call a 411, which is like for your information. And every single Monday, I sit down with Jay, his co-author who I report to, and I show him my 411. I break out very clearly. These are the goals for the year in order of priority. These are the goals for the month in order of priority that will help me accomplish the goals for the year. And these are the, what I need to do this week in order of priority that will help me accomplish the goal. And I submit that to him every week and we have a conversation around it. And when we come back the following week, there are times when he'll see that things have been on there for a long time and he goes, this must not really be a priority because the ball has never moved. So why is it on here? That, I, I'm recognizing that now. I, I never thought about it like that before. But I mean, if I'm working with clients, with patients, anything like that, I'm going to be doing that same thing basically with them. But I never thought about it from that standpoint where, okay, this can just really be applied to wherever you need to apply it to. And you're going to see those things that come up over and over. And if they're not addressed, well, why is it on that list? Bingo. Oh, wow. That's, that's pretty awesome to think about. it. I'm thinking about it obviously more from the health standpoint. uh, And I think that's something that I would do indirectly, but that might even be an easier way to just, Hey, systematically like, Hey, here's where you are. Here's where you need to go. Cross it off. Most important done. Yeah. Well, I had an interesting experience with this about two months ago. I had my monthly state of the company meeting with Gary and Jay. And I always bring my business plan, which is a one sheet piece of paper. And it very clearly identifies this is my one goal for the year. These are the three priorities that will allow me to accomplish that goal. And each priority, and it's in order of priority. So priority number one is bigger than two, which is bigger than three, right? I start walking Gary through it. And he's asking a bunch of questions around number one. I answer him. I say, we good? Yeah. We go to number two. About halfway through number two, he stops me and goes back and starts asking questions about number one again. And I answer all of them. I go, we good? He goes, yeah. I finish number two and I start getting into number three. And he goes back to number one, asking questions about number one again. I finish them and I'm like, okay, I just want to get through this list. I, it was, I'm about to start talking about number three again. He stops me again. He goes, quick question. Do you need to do number three to accomplish number one? I said, no. He said, do you need to do number two to accomplish number one? I said, no. He said, then do me a favor put a line between number one and number two. In fact, cross out number two and number three. Don't even think about them until you master number one. So often in life, we think of all the things that we could do, but we never nail it down to say, what is the, what is the lead domino? What is that one thing that I must do first because it will make everything else easier or unnecessary in either my business or my life or my health? And you only focus on that one thing until you have completed it. Then you give yourself the permission to shift your focus. Jeff, being around all these high-level people, for lack of a better term, if you were to look and to be able to sit down with maybe five people, who would it be that would be in your personal mastermind? But this doesn't have to be today. Like, If you're looking 100 years ago, 1,000 years ago, like who would you want to be able to sit down with and ask for help in any part of your life? Sure. Richard Branson would be up there just because of his ability to be an innovator, to tie in having fun and not only making a lot of money, but making a lot of impact with it. I would go to Martin Luther King, his sheer ability to build a movement in a community in spite of massive adversity. I would go to Elon Musk because of his vision 
an ability to think so in, incredibly big and bring it back to today. Go back. Oh, man. It's like I want to say to either George Washington or the people who, who navigated to America first just because what were, what were the limiting beliefs that they were facing? What were the oh things God, that were going on yeah. in the back of their mind <laughs> as, they, as they signed the Declaration of Independence? Because so you know, you look back on it now, hindsight's twenty twenty. It's like, yeah, that worked out well for you. <laughs> but it's like, no, you're going against the motherland. What in the world did it take to have that level of conviction? And Tony Robbins, just because he's a badass. I can't I, disagree I can't, with any of those. I mean, it's hard to argue with that at all. Yeah. Yeah. You get one of them right now. Tony Robbins. What are you asking him? What am I asking him? Anything. What are you asking him? If he could only, if he couldn't hand a single dollar down to his children, but only a set of principles, what would they be? What are your principles? You have kids? What, what are you handing down to them right now? Interesting. Every night I tuck my kids in. They're, they're three years old and six months old. Okay. So the three-year-old actually understands me. And while I'm scratching her back and giving her little tickles and cuddling her before she goes to bed, every night I say, mommy and daddy love you so much. You should be so proud of yourself, which is different than we're so proud of you because it's then it's a, a self driven. You should be so proud of yourself. You have so many amazing things that you're going to accomplish in this world. And I can't wait to see what you do. Know that everything that happens happens for a reason and challenges are opportunities to get better. Know that the ability to form friendships with anyone is one of the greatest superpowers you could ever have. Always look for ways to add value to people and always look for ways to make an impact and remember to have a lot of fun doing it. And I tell her that every night. How does she react to that? I'm just curious. Like, does, does she give input or does it depend on the day maybe sometimes? It's funny because sometimes she'll say things like, I'm, I'm scratching her back and I'm like, do you know mommy and daddy love you very much? She goes, yes. Surround yourself with the right people. <laughs> <laughs> so she'll, she'll say things like that. Or if I ask her, what do we want? She'll go, cash flow. <laughs> So it's like way better than a parrot. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> Jeff, I like how you're very careful with the words that you're using though too. Like you said, be proud of not of yourself, not just necessarily we're proud of you. And have there been any turning points or anything that you've really focused on to really hone your words in or thoughts even just getting your mind right uh, or even just like principles that you use throughout the day right now? Man, there have been so many defining moments over the last year and a half because, you know, the moment that I realized that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, the moment that I made a conscious choice to surround myself with people who are where I wanted to be versus people who I happen to be in a relationship with, all these things just got loaded onto me. Some of the ones that are standing out to me now that were really pivotal was that everything that it doesn't happen to you, it happens for you. It's kind of like a lot of people in their career are not happy and they, they hate the job that they're in or they, 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 they harbor negative emotions for their situation. And they focus on that instead of realizing that, hey, maybe this is an opportunity for growth. Maybe this is an opportunity, uh, this challenge is here for a reason because I need to learn how to overcome this in order to get to that next step. This is part of my stepping stone. This is required for me to get to that next level. Just like in a video game, every level there's some obstacle that you have to, you have to overcome in order to level up. It's the same thing with life because the moment you face that adversity and instead of asking the, the pity questions like why me and going to blame, shame, and justification, you start to ask, what is this doing for me? What am I meant to learn from this situation? And the moment you realize there's a lesson in it, boom, gratitude comes into it. And the moment there's gratitude is the moment that you feel positive emotions around it. And that just shifts everything. Gratitude is, 
one of those things I, I and you talking about it here. I mean, I, I listen to your podcast. I've heard so many of your guests just talk about it as well, and and it's an amazing thing to hear. And the more you practice it, the, like you said, the more it comes into your life, the better it feels. Like, and I think that's one of those things. Uh, talking about like, okay, when you're tucking your kids in, like that's something I want to instill in my son now, and just going forward is just that gratitude, that appreciation for any and everything that you really bring into your life. Totally with you. Going off of the gratitude then, what is it? What is your definition of happiness? What really just makes you tick, just mm. smile on your face every single day? I'm going to go in a different direction. My definition of happiness is really that moment that you feel good and it brings a smile to your face. But I don't so much ask what is happiness versus where does it come from? People often think that to have happiness, they need to look outward. They need to be surrounded with people who make them happy or they need to have the things that make them happy or they need to be doing the things that make them happy. The truth is happiness comes from within. Happiness is a choice. For, for us here in the United States, we happen to be better off than a vast majority of the world. Yet how is it that you can see pictures of people in Africa who are starving, who are living lives that we could never even imagine living, and they're laughing and they're smiling. Happiness is a choice. So those moments when you recognize the, that little internal thermometer that we all have called our feelings, the moment you consciously recognize that you are not feeling good, ask why and recognize that you are choosing in that moment to not feel happy. So how can you make the shift? Is there anything that you use personally to always kind of shift yourself back onto uh or is it depending really where you're at where the unhappiness might be coming from yes so going back to peter pan and think a happy thought so that you can fly with the pixie dust right (laughs) i have my happy thoughts okay in those moments when i recognize that i need to make an emotional shift i will oftentimes close my eyes start taking some deep breaths because I just I want to calm the body. I want to reset the body. And I will start to think and visualize Daphne laughing. I will start to visualize my son Dean laughing when I tickle him. Happiness of your children, at least for me, I start to see their light. And then I, I, I just focus on it and I magnify it and I magnify it and I magnify it and I try to drape it all over me until the point where my entire state is shifted. Then I set an intention recognizing that human beings were like magnets. And if you carry a certain energy, other people feel it. It's like if your friend or your spouse walks into the room and they're in a funk, you can just tell, you react differently to them. So if I walk in, this literally happened yesterday when I I had, quote unquote, one of those days, I'm pulling into the driveway, feeling in a funk. And I knew that if I walked in the house and I carried this type of energy, that I was going to have a really rough night with my wife. She didn't deserve that. She deserved to have an amazing night. And so I went through this. I closed my eyes. I thought of my kids. I got into a happy spot. And then I set an intention that the baggage from work stays at work. It doesn't get to come into the house and violate my family time. And we had an awesome night, but it was a conscious choice. That is something that is completely underappreciated, I feel like. Uh, And like you said, happiness is a choice. This is not something that's just going to automatically happen. Because you brought up, you could be the poorest of the poor, the richest of the rich, anything in between. But if you're not happy because you're getting your mind right, you're, you're making that choice to be happy, it's not going to matter. You could be the healthiest person in the world, but if you don't feel healthy, if you don't feel happy, it's not going to matter. You could be the most successful, all of the above. Uh, that is 
right there, I think one of the biggest takeaways people can take is just that happiness is a choice. So thank you so much for that. Awesome, man. Uh, Jeff, I know we only have a couple minutes left. A couple last things that I want to ask for it or ask of you though too is how can our, how can the listeners help you out? What is anything that you're working on that you just need help with, whether it be health, whether it be business, family, anything that you're really looking for uh, some support on right now? Well, first and foremost, thank you. That means a lot. Two things. Ultimately, it comes down to what's going to add the most value to you. I can make a bunch of requests of things that would serve me, but that doesn't really serve me in the long run because I'd rather make an impact for you. So if this conversation has struck something in you, if you're still listening to this and, and you've, you've paused at all and, and really sat with anything that's been said, I would encourage you to check out the Mentee podcast because what I've been doing literally from the moment that I realized that I needed to upgrade my five, I started pressing record on the conversations with my mentors, like the real private conversations. And I run with a very interesting group of people. And I did this because I wanted other people to come along. I didn't, I felt selfish keeping these heavy hitters to myself. So that would be the first. The second would be, if you have not read The One Thing, go read it. It is a top 10 business book of all time. It is amazing how many people have said that it's li- their lives have been changed by it, mine included, before I got into business with the co-authors. And so I would, I would say go do those things. Uh, I can certainly vouch for both of those. Uh, yeah, Jeff, I mean, everybody, and don't think of the mentee as initially, okay, we're talking about like some business entrepreneurship. No, it's not all about that. I mean, yes, that certainly is a big part of it. Health is a big part of that. Getting your mind right, no matter what you're doing, like people need to understand it's, there's a lot of different things that are going into here. And like you said, these are people that are your personal mentors that you're seeking out this advice from. So there's a lot that can be taken away from that. And the one thing I think I've read it probably about eight, 10 times now, uh, because it's still one of those things, even though it's the one thing I get a new thing out of it every time that I read it, I feel like. I love it. I love it, man. Uh, okay. So one of the last things I always ask people to Jeff is who would you want to hear on this podcast? But I think I'm going to switch this because you have your own podcast. I'm curious to know who have you not had on your show that you want to get on and what is the one thing that you want to ask them? Mm, who do I want to get on? I'd, I'd go with Richard Branson just because I've, I've been following and studying him for so long. I think the one thing I would ask him is how does he manage to always infuse fun in spite of all the adversity and challenges that he's faced? I'll tell you what, listen to any, like I listen to it a lot of audiobooks, any of his biographies or anything. Oh, have yeah. You're rolling around, like, because some of the stuff that they do, even like when they were just first, first starting Virgin Atlantic and everything, like, it's, he, he's, he certainly is a fun dude. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. All right, Jeff, in closing, where can our listeners find more about you? I mean, between the mentee, anything else that you're working on, where can they go check out everything to find out all that you have going on? Sure. If you go to menteepodcast.com, you'll get everything there. And then if you also go to theonething.com, and that's with the number one thing.com, uh, we've got a ton of free resources there. Our blog is world-class and, and just we've got a bunch of free trainings on there. It's just, these are awesome premium content resources for you. Excellent, Jeff. Thank you so much. Everybody make sure to check out Mentee Podcast. The one thing, if you haven't listened to it, read it, whatever it might be, do that. But make sure that you know that everybody, happiness is a choice. So Jeff, thank you again so much for your time. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate it, man. 
thanks again for listening. And don't forget to head over to BarenakedHealthPodcast.com to check out the show notes for today's episode. While you're there, go to my calendar and schedule a 15-minute call so we can discuss what is your biggest struggle when it comes to maintaining your health. Remember that I'm a holistic lifestyle coach and the show is sponsored by you guys. Each of you that I work with helps me to be able to put out podcasts like this for free. So thanks again for your love and support. Finally, if the show has helped you out in any way, please head over to iTunes to give the Bare Naked Health podcast a positive comment and five-star rating. This really goes a long way in getting the word out with how simple health can be and helping to share the podcast with others. So thank you.